This episode was previously recorded using our old podcast name. To find out more about why we decided to change our name, listen back to episode 32 entitled, Why We Changed Our Name. Hey everybody, welcome to Kings and Queens, a podcast where we talk about life and ministry in the kingdom of God. My name is Nicole and I'm sitting with my husband Joseph in our home here in Spokane, Washington. We are a family of four who are learning what it means to follow Jesus and host his presence in our home and city. Join us as we discuss what it means to be faithful kings and queens who embody the love of Jesus and work to see the kingdom of God expand to every aspect of our lives. In our 15th episode, we're talking about our 2021 rule of life and answering the question, who am I becoming by what I am doing? So here we go. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being with us. I hope your new year has been off to a somewhat manageable start despite the Wednesdays of insurrection and then impeachment and then the inauguration and then the GameStop mania of 2020. <laughs> I still don't even know what I I don't understand is. it either, but I love the memes. Yeah. Um, we are doing okay as a family. We have been through uh, a pretty challenging few weeks. Uh, Cole, you want to just update? everyone on what's been going on? Sure. Um, it started off really great. Um, my nephew was born uh, in the middle of December and I had the opportunity to travel to South Carolina to see baby Winston with my brother and sister-in-law and two nieces, which was really wonderful uh, to be with them. Um, after figuring out how to travel safely, it was a big blessing to just spend time with them. But Shortly after returning from their trip, we learned that um, my grandma Mavis, who's my mom's mom, who lives in the Bahamas, uh, ended up being pretty sick. Um, she has been struggling with dementia for a while now, mm. um, but ended up having to go to the hospital due to like really high levels from her being diabetic and um, some labored breathing and ended up getting an infection. But all that to say within a matter of a couple of days, she had passed away. Mm. Um, so just been, you know, difficult being all the way sure. on the West Coast with my mom, you know, grieving and dealing with that in Michigan and her being away from family as well. Um, but thankfully my cousin who's been wonderful and, and is planning the service and the celebration of life, um, wanted to make it possible for me and my brother to go. Um, so she kind of pushed it back a little bit. So it'll be again, weird traveling during COVID. And I don't take that lightly. I know a lot of people don't or can't and really shouldn't. Um, but given the circumstances and supporting of my own mother and being able to be with family in this time is is really great for us. So yeah. within all of that, my dad also got sick and yeah, he was hospitalized for a while. And so my poor mother was dealing with her losing her mom and and helping a sick husband. And thankfully he's healing. And it's been really nice, even though we're still new to Spokane, to have community around to share those thoughts and requests with. And people are checking in and making sure we're we're doing okay. So it has been the longest month ever. It feels so like so much has happened. Yes. Um, 
amazing, beautiful, wonderful things and, and really tough things too. Yeah, couldn't be more terrible of reasons to go back to the Bahamas, but I am really excited to see you and your mom and your brother Jay be able to go back there together. It's been like, what, 10 years since you've been back there? Yeah. Um, so it'll be good to see all the cousins and kind of connect with that part of your family again, because who really gets to connect with their family in the Bahamas? Um <laughs> So that'll be great. Yeah, well, today we are talking about our 2021 rule of life. So if you have been around podcasts for a while, you'll remember we talked about this last year. Um, we talked specifically about uh, our spiritual formation and developing a rule of life. And it's just kind of become an annual tradition for us. And um, every year we set aside time as a couple, as individuals, as a family to take stock of the last 12 months and look forward to the year ahead. So um, that's what we're doing in this episode. We are shortening it this time. Last time it was like uh, over an hour, <laughs> uh, which was a little much. But basically what we're doing is we're going to be talking about a few themes that we try to think through when we're writing our our plan for the year ahead and our spiritual formation and what we want to see God do in our life and what we want to um, grow in and mature in and develop in. And then we will actually in the show notes have a little rule of life template for you to follow if you want to. So if you're listening to this and 2020 was super chaotic and you felt really lethargic or you felt lost and you didn't really have much of a plan heading into the year and you just kind of took every day um, at a time, you are not alone. And if you, like me, are feeling a sense of wanting to kind of hone in a little bit in 2021 and um, and kind of organize your thoughts and your dreams and your desires and, and kind of keep yourself accountable to those things, we have uh, that space for you to do that. So um, in the show notes, there are two templates. There's a 2021 rule of life for those of you who are married and then a 2021 rule of life for those of you who are single. So they're both exactly the same. The only difference, of course, is the married one. There is a little space for you to think about your marriage. Um, everything else is completely the same. Um, so, Coley, if you were to sum up 2020 with two themes that sort of encapsulates your spiritual formation, specifically, obviously the year was chaotic and <laughs> COVID and we lost our job and right. we moved to a new state and all of that was bananas. Um, but specifically in, in terms of your spiritual formation and thinking about who you are becoming by what you're doing and what you're listening to and how God is working and moving in your life, what do you think those two themes would be for your life specifically? Sure. Um, I think after giving this some thought, looking back at the last year and as you said, all of the craziness that took place in our little family. Um, the word that came to mind was freedom. Mm. And I'm thinking back through what January of last year looked like and what took place this year. And I just feel like I really experienced so much spiritual freedom from old ministry habits of, of kind of feeling in a place that, um, we were still in Portland and 
kind of getting a groove by yeah. January, the start of the new year. And uh, I was just really excited to kind of like shed that old skin that I had been wearing for years of like what it meant to be like a ministry wife or something mm. um, and the expectations that that held and all of the thoughts that went into that and how I was supposed to be and that I just experienced so much freedom, freedom in theology, freedom in letting go of some thoughts yes. um, that I thought I had to hold so tightly because they were always spoken that this was like absolute truth and being okay and knowing that my standing with God would be okay if I loosened my grip and even mm. let go and even dropped it. Which is huge for you yeah. specifically because that's very against your natural tendency. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I don't know if like freedom with a, with a side of deconstruction mm. in there, I'm still in that now, which will we'll kind of t touch on a little bit, but, um, just freedom to move into newness. And for me, as I've talked on this podcast before was, um, like pressing into spiritual gifts and how that impacts my everyday life and, um, what I'm gifted in and receiving gifts from other people rather than feeling like this is weird. There's no way this is correct. You're kind of, off your rocker here. I know more than you because X, Y, and Z or something, yeah, which is right. definitely old Nicole. Yeah. It felt like I could actually receive and hear things in in a fresh way. So freedom there. Um, the second thing that I would say is I couldn't think of a great wording for it, but I chose the word becoming um, because in the last year, as Joseph kind of mentioned, I'm still in the process, but I feel like I made huge strides in overcoming my perfectionism and my thoughts of being an all or nothing Christian, as that is my mindset of I have to read X amount of minutes every single day, do this plan, do all of these prayer exercises, mm. take these notes, wow. read these books, and that is going to like really be the most influential thing in my spiritual formation. If I'm yes. not doing these things, how am I going to be formed into the image of God? But instead, realizing that I can still become like Jesus, like moment by moment. Mm. And my word as I looked back on our 2020 formation was abide and that it was okay for me to just abide in Jesus and listen and be with him even if we don't speak and like some relationships yes. are, you know, they're deep and true. If you can like sit in silence and it's not awkward. Yes. And sometimes you have so much to say and the other person listening just respects you and, and just sits there quietly and, and sits with you and listens. Mm. And sometimes they have something to say. And so instead of me like barking at Jesus, all of the things I'm doing for him, for me, it was just a sweetness to just meditate on a phrase or a song lyric or a verse or one passage and carry that through, carry that with me through the day, the week, even mm, the month, yeah. like, like larger themes. And so, so much more intimacy there yeah. without having to like 
make your teacher give you a good grade. Right. It's like, which no, is we're my so MO. I need yeah. the grades and I need the star and I need to be the best. And yeah. that's something that I'm constantly. And look, I showed my work. Look at all of my, here's my right. answer and look at all the work. Yes. Yeah. And so letting go of that, um, moving into this becoming like Jesus moment by moment um, also brought freedom. So they kind of go in together a little bit, but I feel like because of the chaos of our life and our situation and moving and whatever, it would have been really hard for me to kind of stick with a regimented schedule because I would have felt like we had a routine. Now it went out the window because you don't have a job and we're all at home and the space that I used to get away scheduled in now looks totally different. And then I would have felt really defeated. So oddly enough, I felt prepared for chaos. Yes. So that was definitely a theme of our life last year was like just being used to the chaos. Yes. And yeah, so the idea of abiding, just being with Jesus moment by moment really marked my year without having to strive for perfectionism for this big, large, massive um, relationship that I would show up because it wasn't daunting and Jesus showed up every time. And that was just really, really sweet for me. Yeah. Yeah. I loved watching you grow out of that, the mold of here's my Bible reading plan. Here's how many chapters I read a day. And God, I do X, Y, Z and you do X, Y, Z. And it was way more of this fluid, intimate relationship between you and God where um, you just met God in different ways and different seasons and different avenues that you may not have even had before. Um, I had a very different year. Um, I've talked about our story on past episodes, but I think for me, if I were to narrow down two themes, I think the first theme of 2020 for me was I was just very confused and I felt like my life went in so many directions and pivoted like so many times. And from January to, you know, thinking my future is at Vacasa and then COVID hitting and us being like, dope, we're just going to ride out unemployment. And then that ran out. And then I had like two or three job things that we thought were going to happen that didn't happen. And then we had a big one where we were like, yes, that didn't happen. And we were like ready to move to New York City. And it was like this big. And, And then I just got like super low and I was like nothing is working out. And I was just really confused because I felt like I had gone through this really traumatic season and I was finally getting a bit of like traction and identity and I was getting kind of myself back. And then it, it pivoted again and I didn't really have time to like catch up with what was happening in my life. And so I think confused was a theme of 2020 for me, specifically in terms of my vocation and my calling and my identity, um, which was really challenging. I've never had before, um, but I'm really thankful now to be in a place where I really have had a really massive shift in those areas and feel very set in in who I am and what I do and what God has called me to do. And um, I think the other theme for me was was specifically our family. Uh, I've never been home so much 
and the theme of just intimacy with you and with the kids and being around. Um, it's hard to think back all the way to like April and May and June because that just seems like another lifetime ago. Um, but that was a that was a fun time for me as a dad. Um, just the closeness of our family, and we did some really fun things, and we were kind of with each other through the chaos. And um, which quick plug. Um, if you're a Patreon supporter, and there's a link in the show notes for you to become one, um, but you have access to our family vlog. So every every month we release a vlog of the kids and kind of giving an update. So if you want to stay up to date with our family, uh, that's a good way to do that as well. But yeah, I think um, one of the reasons that we like to take time and look back is to help us look forward to 2021. So we came into this year learning the lesson of holding the year very loosely and understanding that we can't plan out the year. Um, it's still kind of in limbo and we don't really know what the year is going to look like. But what we did want to do is walk you as a listener through uh, a bit of a template of developing your own rule of life. And so if you're listening to this and you uh, are part of a faith community or you follow Jesus, you would call yourself a Christian um, one of the things we're trying to accomplish in this episode is to help you think through, um, how do I become the type of person that I think I need to become, or I want to become, or I feel God calling me to become. Um, so basically what we do is we split our life up into categories and then try to think through each of those categories specifically. And of course, all of these categories are going to be intertwined. Um, they're not completely separate from each other. We are holistic beings and we are learning to integrate all aspects of our life. Um, but we try to split them up just so we can think specifically about what we want to accomplish in those categories of our life. And we hope that it is helpful for you. So if you're listening to this in the car or whatever, feel free to stop and maybe come back to it when you have time to sit down or you have the the rule of life template in front of you. Again, it's in the show notes. You can just click on it and it'll take you right to it. Um, but I'll start off with the biggest aspect, the thing that we think through is um, our spiritual life or our union with God. And Jesus says in John 15, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And so we are trying to develop a, a life so that we can become the type of person that Jesus would have been if he were me. If he was living in 2021, if he had my gender identity, if he had my partner, if he had my kids and my job, what all that looks like. Um, and so really for this category, we're just thinking through how did my spiritual life go in the last 12 months? What were some wins? What were some losses? What did I feel really great about? What were some highs? Um, what did I fail miserably at? Um, what were th some things that I just felt I wasn't present with God? I wasn't present with myself. Um, and then what are my spiritual goals for uh, the upcoming year? So you can think through um, all aspects of spiritual formation, everything from justice to generosity and prayer and scripture and Sabbath and the community, the faith community that you're a part of and fasting and reading and 
all of those things. What is my involvement with my faith community look like with my church and with my small group and all that kind of stuff? And so there are some, again, some questions you can think through about your uh, spiritual life. So Coley, what about the next one? Yeah. So um, the next one's rest. So how does rest play into your goals for the year? And uh, as we talked about a lot on this podcast, our family chooses to practice a Sabbath, which is one of the primary ways that we rest collectively. Um, so to you, that might look a little bit different. That might be scheduling out time every day, uh, after work, getting some quiet time or on your commute or whatever that looks like. If you're home, that might be, you know, if when your partner gets home and you switch, if you're a stay at home parent and you have 30 minutes of just downtime to just do what you want, that gives you life. For us, it's, it's being really intentional about the, about doing things and implementing practices that actually bring more life to you. So it's really easy to feel like rest is let me get away with my phone for 30 minutes uninterrupted and scroll some sort of social media. Yeah. Um, that typically is not the most life-giving thing. What will you kind of feel proud of coming out of that time? Um, so if it's unplugging your device or putting it into a drawer, shutting it off, whatever that looks like. So we're hoping in this year after a big move, um, to kind of get back into a little bit more of our hardcore Sabbath as we've been at it for about six years. Um, and we've kind of trailed off, which is again, okay. It's okay to not be an all or nothing person. Right, Nicole? Um, but yeah, being in a new city, uh, not having a phone around is really difficult to try to either make connections or make plans with people who, either don't Sabbath or have weekends off. So um, yeah, it's it's something that we want to get into to continue just really feeling rejuvenated going into each and every week. Um, but again, rest for you might look different, but we hope it's something that is life-giving and connects you more with your community, with God or with yourself. Yeah. And I think it's one of the the big ideas with rest is just a way to remind yourself that you you are not what you do and what you can get accomplished and um, your worth as a person is not tied up in all of these things that you can get done in a day or your accomplishments or anything like that. So rest, as Nicole said, of course, sleeping and limited digital time and all of that, of course, are important. But the big idea is, you know, if I'm not rested, it's impossible to be present to myself and others and operate in a natural posture of love and joy and peace in the world. So, um, yeah, what gives me life and how can I press into that in order to rejuvenate myself to be able to do the things that I feel like God has called me to do? Yeah. And that transitions really well into health and thinking through um, your whole being as a healthy person. Um, that can be down to the nitty gritty of, I think last year I had, I wanted to do 50 push-ups. Yep. I don't think I can do it. I don't know if <laughs> I got to try I it out. I got close. I think I got to like 40 or something. Anyway, um, that might look like actually just taking care of your body, whether that's moving it more than you have in the past, whether that's challenging it or pushing it a little farther than it has ever, uh, before. Or maybe that's just taking care of yourself and by way of scheduling a wellness visit 
or a dentist appointment. Um, for us, it's not something that's changing your actual physical body of, or shrinking it or gaining it or whatever you think or people tell you that you need to do. Health can also be a mental thing as well. So I think that partners really well with rest. Um, how can you as a whole person be healthy, your mind, your body, and your soul? So again, we say these intertwine a lot. Um, but I think, Joseph, you had some more specific questions to answer. Yeah, I that. think just in terms of health, of course, of course, it's a physical aspect of diet and exercise. And this personally is probably my most neglected category um, is my physical health. Um, but I'm learning that I also have mental health that I need to consider. And mm -hmm. so like one of my goals last year, which didn't happen because of all of what happened, um, but is taking my mental and emotional health as serious as my physical health. Um, and so I am working on getting a therapist and I'm continuing to do, um, spiritual direction with, um, my coach who's from New Zealand. Um, and we took a bit of a break in December and he was on vacation. So what up, Strawn? Um, you are definitely not listening to this, but just, <laughs> just learning how to integrate everything into like a vision for health and flourishing in the world and kind of understanding that I don't just have a body, but I am a body. And that's where like I meet with God is like not just in my mind, but also like through my body. Um, and that's obviously really important. Um, the next category is relationships. So this relationships is for people who are not your, whatever you want to call it, covenanted partner in life that you live with, that um, you're around, that's your spouse, whatever. Um, so we are relational beings created by a relational God. Um, and how I relate to other people is essential in life. And so some of the questions that we like to think through is, am I available and reliable for my friends and family? Do I have people in my life that know the truth about me, that I'm honest with, that I'm confessing things to, that know not necessarily the deepest, darkest parts of you, but they just know where I'm at. I can be honest with them. They know um, what I struggle with, what my tendencies are. Um, this could like for you, any romantic relationships that you're pursuing. Obviously, it's hard to do in COVID um, and social distancing is weird, but that plays into it. Um, what your dating life looks like, who you are investing in. Um, and then as I mentioned before, am I processing my emotions and relationships with somebody outside of my immediate community? And I know for me, it was really easy and still is really easy to process things with, um, I either work with, I'm on staff with, or another pastor at the church that I serve at. Um, but they're like in my organization. And so I want to develop, um, a space for me to, uh, work through things with a counselor or a therapist or a spiritual director or a coach who can kind of give me an outside perspective so I don't get lost in the weeds. Um, and that's really easy for me to do is kind of just go to the people who are probably going to tell me what I want to hear or um, at least guide me in the direction that I think I'm going to go. Um, 
And it's helpful for me to have somebody who may not know everything about me, not my whole story, but is literally a trained professional in uh, helping me think through my emotions and my relationships. Yeah. And I, I love that. And I hope that happens <laughs> more for Waiting both to hear of us. Back. Um, but I think too, that just to quickly add to that is when really honing into the relationships that you have, or maybe even pursuing new ones is to first kind of establish boundaries of what kind of person in a relationship that you want or need to be. Yes. Rather than jumping into something and kind of treading water for a long time in order for it to be healthy and successful to start boundaries or have those conversations that this is what I'm doing or this is what I'm no longer doing. Um, that way it's actually a, a relationship that can flourish and firsthand experience. It's very hard. Yes. And, very difficult to have those conversations and off the bat it feels selfish to say that you can't do something that you once did or that you need space or need a change or need a break or whatever that looks like um but if nobody's ever said that to you take this as your permission to draw out some boundaries to say no to things to say yes to some things that you never thought you could um, you know yourself, you know your situation and your relationships, but please make some great boundaries for yourself in the long run. It will be so beneficial. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That. So our next one is vocation or career and kind of money finance. That's all we kind of lumped that into one this year. But um, I'm just going to talk a little personally for my own goal. Um is exciting for me because I'm stepping back into the professional world. Let's go. So uh, for those of you who don't know, my background is in education. And I was a teacher for a couple of years before um, moving to Canada and having children. But now that I'm in Washington and we feel like the Lord will keep us here, or at least that's what we're asking of him um, for a long time, if not forever, um, I have started the process of getting back into the classroom. So, so proud of you for that. Quick time out. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's a lot of paperwork when you haven't done something for like five years and lived in a whole nother country while your certification expired. But I am super excited. Um, I'm hopefully on a track to get into some substitute teaching, which will then give me some connections here in the community, which will hopefully by the time Ivy's in school, move towards a position. Yeah, uh, which would be really, full-time. really great. Yeah, so Because I'm only part-time at the church, and so that would be really exciting for me to see you step into a space where you've never seen yourself as just a wife and a mother. That's never really something you've struggled with, but to kind of like see you launch back into something that I know you love doing and you're so good at doing that doesn't really have anything to do with me or Haddon and Ivy is so exciting for me. Yeah, it's uh, obviously it's fun to have somebody that helps you and encourages you. Thanks, Joseph. But um, always. Yeah, it's it's something that I would love to say to listeners who maybe uh, identify a lot with me and being a mom or a stay at home mom or someone who 
is nervous about stepping into the workforce because a lot of times in Christian cultures, yep. being a young mom with kids is looked down if you work or if you have time away from your kids. And I love my children. I love spending time with them. And I have built my life around being able to teach them and train them and be with them during my days. But it's also super exciting to be prominent in the community, hopefully totally. someday. Um, so yeah, so I'm specifically looking to be a substitute at a local high school. It's actually a charter school for teen parents. Um, one of the pastors at our church is on the board um, and she has kind of connected me a little bit. So I'm waiting on some certification to come through as well as some little details, but I'm excited moving forward what that will mean for my own career, what that will open up for my children and their schooling, as well as financially some things that we want to be able to do for ourselves and ultimately for our own community to pour back into, which is the point for us. Right. For, for us, for having multiple incomes or secondary incomes is never about the vacations and having nicer things. It's really important to us to always like radically be generous. And while that's something that's just a way of life that you find yourself in, um, it's nice to do it even bigger yeah, for, for totally. people without worrying at all. So um, that would be exciting to do that moving forward. Yeah. And I, I think that's one, definitely one major shift that we've gone through in our relationship and marriage and family. And what we see is the future of our role in the church. And for those of you who don't know, I work at a church and everybody on staff is only part-time. So we don't have anybody that's full-time. We all do different things in the cities from nonprofits to graphic design to administration. One of our pastors owns a gym in the city. And not only is it sustainable and not only do are we not reliant on tithe money for our salaries or anything like that, but I think the most beautiful vision for vocation that I've learned just being in this environment is how important it is to not be defined by your job in ministry. And I think it's so easy. I've been, in, I've been there where I'm working 60 hours a week. I'm definitely getting paid for it because I'm making a lot of money, but I have no time to do anything else outside of like my job and basically don't be a sucky parent or a sucky husband. Like it's really beautiful for me to like see us out two years, five years, 10 years and think, wow, it could, what if Nicole was like the full-time job and I was doing maybe some of these things off to the side with ministry and teaching and everything like that. And just an alternative way of seeing the kingdom of God and pastoral ministry. That's not, I'm going to spend 30 hours a week working on my sermon, 20 hours a week in counseling with people. And you know, like that vision just isn't attractive to me anymore. And I just, I think that's the, the future of the church is people who are, who are accessible, who are in the city, who are serving the city in ways that aren't just related to a Sunday gathering. And and by way of doing that, 
I feel like in our experience, you'll know your congregation totally way better yeah. when you can relate to having a different boss or having coworkers rather than just like, I just spend all day with Christians who yes. love Jesus and and not making out, those books. relationships about evangelism. Right. We're like, hey, I'm gonna go into the city so I can witness or so I can like invite people to church. And it's just like, dude, don't that's not the point. The point is to like, you know, renew the earth and like create heaven on earth. And that looks very different than just, hey, come to our gathering or whatever. Um, but yeah, and and we're learning, as Nicole said what does it look like for us to care for the poor and the widow and the orphan and the differently abled and the marginalized and the oppressed? Yes, in our country, but specifically in our city, in our community. Um, And that's something that we um, care very deeply about, which leads us to our next category, which is time. Um, Obviously, there's so much to think through. Spending my time throughout the week, what does my downtime look like? Uh, a big thing for us is screen time. Um, are we limiting ourselves with our phone and shows and computer and all of that? Um, are there areas you need to Short improve? Short answer, no. We've done bad at this. We have done. Everybody's done bad. <laughs> Hashtag COVID. Hashtag COVID. Oh. Again, be very gracious with yourself. We are not being gracious. We're not good at being gracious with ourselves. And what we don't want you to hear is that we Sabbath perfectly and we have yes. 12 seconds of screen time a day. Yes. We, these are goals for us that are ongoing. We are, we have not reached some level. So we want to continue to spend our time wisely, but doing something like this, spending our time on this, connecting with each other, talking about goals and dreaming about the future is is really important and precious to us as well. Totally. So it's just something that... And it takes really intentional like planning. Like we're not going to sit down and talk about our dreams and our goals and our desires if we're not like, hey, this Saturday night, as soon as the kids go down, we're going to, you know, like it takes a lot of intentionality. A couple more categories here. Again, you can find all of these in the show notes. Um, But I have a category that's just other... And this is kind of like a junk drawer category of things that don't maybe relate to your vocation or your spirituality, but it might be a business idea or a book that you're writing or a project that you want to accomplish or dreams or desires or that kinds of things. Um, So for me, two things that I have kind of just, these aren't related to anything else. Um, I have been trying to write um, a little liturgy guide for middle and high schoolers. Mm -hmm. Um, so that is something that I would love to get done so we could do at Newcom Youth called the Prayers Book. Um, but I am going to do that in tandem with another project of mine. Uh, Rakab is, uh, something, this kind of dream that I've had for a couple years and I'm trying to really put the pieces together um, of doing bike rides to raise money, uh, to donate to black led organizations and spaces. So, um, here for that. So our, our vision is to use the bike to dismantle white supremacy and bring justice to our communities. Let's go. So, um, that's something I'm really excited about. Um, it's very, no one cares right now, and it's a lot of just behind-the-scenes work, and that's exciting for me because I 
believe in it and I believe in what I love doing and kind of merging two passions of bike riding and becoming an anti-racist person um, and putting those together into one um, is really exciting for me. So that other is just like that kind of thing. It doesn't have anything to do with my job or my marriage. It's just like, oh, I enjoy doing this and I kind of want to create space in my week, in my month, in my year to be able to pursue some of those goals. I think specifically for me, if I had to choose an other, um, again, Joseph and my interests kind of intertwine sometimes, but mine is just really diving into my own multicultural being of mm. who I am. And um, even though I grew up in predominantly white circles, there's pieces of me that uh, are really important and it's really important for me to learn about and study and be a part of. So um, looking into my Bahamian culture and African culture and what that looks like on my mom's side um, and teaching that to my children and starting um, looking at a calendar and starting to really celebrate some of those traditional cultural holidays yes. and the things that happen. Even if I didn't grow up celebrating Junkanoo, which is Bahamian, but um, something that we can read about and celebrate and and make important that that can be part of rich culture in our home. So totally a uh, cultural aspect is something in my other that we're looking forward to. Our next one is for marriage and parenting or and or parenting. Um, just some goals that we have being present in, in those specific relationships, both in our marriage and as parents. Um, and so as you're thinking through maybe some of this, a lot of the other categories are probably going to filter into this because, again, marriage is a relationship. Parenting takes time. It takes part of your vocation into play. All of these things, again, are so intertwined. But for us, it's really important to be able to spend quality time together and continue to like each other so that right. spending time together is enjoyable and fun. Um, and I feel like the same goes for children. And what I have learned in the last year with my children is that it's very difficult, I think, to have everybody home because regardless of how on the same page we are as parents, we can still butt heads day to day and how we go about parenting because we're we're all home all day. Yes. And so that has been something to kind of the marriage and the parenting relationship has been very close together. They kind of both affect each other as you know they should probably all the time. But to understand that I want to get to a point where I I super enjoy hanging out with my kids. But if I'm honest, a lot of the time is it's just so exhausting or yeah. it just takes so much to, to not be disappointed in an outcome after, you know, a lot of planning or something. But to be able to have time that's really special and to just kind of like unplug um, from devices, from agendas and either have clear expectations. So whether that's hey, I'm going to need your help. I need one hour to work on something. Can you please be in charge of the kids or whatever? Yeah. And that has helped, I think, our relationship rather than 
you know, under my breath feeling I've done everything all day long and you're here the whole time. But if we've talked about expectations, you know, no one's feelings are are hurt rather than laying it all on the table. Yeah. So I think, again, we can have multiple podcasts about marriage and parenting. Yeah. And I think those are obviously two two aspects of your life that are take a lot of work if you're in that season of life. Um, and yeah, the biggest thing is, as you probably hear all the time, is just we're learning to communicate and we're learning to be clear about schedules and expectations and responsibilities and duties and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, again, COVID's a hard time to do that because you don't really get breaks from each other. Um, you know, we're coming up on a year now of this of this life and it's still hard. It's still challenging. You still feel like roommates a lot of times and not, you know, people that you just love being with. And uh, it is hard. Uh, and all of these categories are hard. So there's no like right way to do this. There's no right um, way to think about any of this. Um, the last category we have is our digital rule of life. And I'm not going to touch too much on this uh, because if that's something that you want to do in COVID, um, it, you can feel really stressed out by your screen. But a lot of times your screen is what helps you cope. And I don't ever want to put pressure on myself or other people to not take care of themselves. And sometimes you just need to distract yourself or sometimes you just need to binge something. And a lot of times in this last year, that has been a connection point. Totally. For people that yeah. live alone or um, are trying to build relationships rather than, you know, working with Zoom, but that's someone's only way of communicating. And so if you limit limited yourself for one hour of screen time all day, that means you only have one hour to try to connect with totally. someone on a varying different And schedules. even if you're married, like we try to connect with other people right. via texts and FaceTimes and social media in different ways. And, you know, the parenting your phone makes a lot of sense sometimes, but other times it's like, it's just not reasonable today and that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, and we're learning to be okay with it. But all those questions are there. The guide is there. Um, anything else to add, Coley? No, I don't think so. I think just overarching that this is this is a process. You're not supposed to be amazing at this right now or even by December 31st at the end of this year. That this is something that is exciting to press into. And we would just encourage you to do this with a community or at least with one other person, even if you're single or married, whatever that looks like, not only for accountability, but it, it helps that you remember each other's and not in a cutting way, but you can remind each other and ask how that's going. Even though I dig at Joseph all the time about his meal making, it's it true. is something fun that we, we're working towards and we can kind of help each other with our goals. So if Joseph wants to get his yearly physical, but hasn't made an effort, I can take time and schedule that appointment, those kinds of things. And um, just helping each other be successful in that is is the way to really accomplish these kinds of goals. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and I'll just end uh, with a, a quote from Margaret, Margaret Gunther who says, a good rule can set us free to be our true and best selves. It is a working document, a kind of spiritual budget, not carved in stone, 
but subject to regular review and revision. It should support us, but never constrict us. And that's coming from a wife, a mother, and an Anglican priest. So she obviously has a lot on her plate. And I just love that idea of the goal behind this is to set us free to be our true and best selves. Um, it's not to be become better at something or to like get more favor with God. It's really just to build a framework for us to um, become who we were meant to be. And that's really exciting. So as always, thank you so much for listening. We love all of you. Um, if there's anything that we can do for you, if we can pray for you, we'd love to do that. Feel free to send us any questions or concerns uh, or any ideas you have for us, any questions you want us to think through. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, we'd also love to invite you to rate us or review us on your podcast platform, iTunes, give us a rating or leave a review. It really goes a long way. And if you were encouraged by what we talked about today and want to access our monthly video blog or want more info on what we're doing here, you can visit our website at thepetersons.cc. Grace and peace to you all. We love you and we'll see you next time.